That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Media presents the Yelling in My Ear podcast. Documentary filmmaker Dan Napoli and ad agency creative director John Battistini revisit movies, music, TV shows, and pop culture events from the 80s and 90s they experienced as kids. Some of it was great. Some of it was terrible. But all of it will be fun as these longtime friends talk about what influenced them growing up. Welcome to the Yelling in My Ear podcast. This episode of Yelling in My Ear, we are discussing WrestleMania. We are two weeks after the most recent, but we're actually yeah. going to talk about the original yeah. WrestleMania, WrestleMania Uno, March 31st, 1985. Sasha, uh, are you just like... Is this going to be like watching paint dry for you? Are you just like uh, putting an if ice? If you were going to ask if I was shaking my head before you brought me on, yes. <laughs> because one, I was born in 1984. Um, oh, so you remember the first WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. 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 Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. What'd you think? It, it was good, right? It's what put me to bed at night. So I'd yeah, stop totally. screaming as a baby. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I never really got into like, WCW, W, whatever, the W's. It's the W's. Um, right <laughs> like very hardcore. We watched a lot of boxing in our okay. house, but okay. not a whole okay. lot of like WrestleMania or things like that. Right on. Okay. Well, we'll see. Maybe you'll pick up on some stuff. We'll try to not bore yeah. you nor the audience <laughs> to tears. Um, we were, we were, I mean, I, were, I can't remember. Wrestling, right? I yeah. can't remember not watching wrestling. Yeah. So, so that's the thing, uh, you know, another thing that the, you and I are bonded over John is, is being at least born New Yorkers. Um, you know, I was, I was born in Brooklyn, even though I grew up in Denver, but my dad was like, you know, seeing Bruno San Martino and Madison mm -hmm. square garden in the seventies pro wrestling. So when um, Denver got cable pretty early, like in the early eighties and uh, wrestling was a staple of early cable. Uh, we we had cable, but my dad would not do pay-per-view. So like the first, like I liked wrestling. I was not as into it as you were. I actually wrestled in high school terribly. That's a whole different nice, podcast. Dude. Let's not talk about that. Um, I was, Are you sure? Was okay. Awful. Okay. <laughs> I was awful. Well, all right, real quick. Um, So the guy that I was in my weight class was like the state champ. It was just awesome. And he would just toss me around like I was like, I, one, I was terrible. And he was really, really good. It's not like I was like being funny, like, oh, well, he was so good. So it made me look bad. Like, no, I was like total garbage and he was amazing. So it was just awful. So let's not go there. But I liked like professional wrestling, but my dad wouldn't. Um, no, he wouldn't do the pay-per-view thing. So I had to go to a friend's house to watch it. So I remember, I remember watching it at my friend Bill's house. Cause his dad would do the pay-per-view. Nice dude. Yeah. That was, yeah. I, I, I also, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, of course you're good. Oh, all right. Like I, we watched a couple of years ago and I guess a year now, like the glow was on Netflix and got like really into it. So I was like, I went down this whole rabbit hole of looking into it. Cause like, I remember watching glow, but what I remember 
in my head as being glow. Once I went down a Wikipedia rabbit hole, I'm like, wait, no, that's not glow. So I, I think, you know, 20 years past, I'm conflating the gorgeous ladies of wrestling and the WWF. And, you know, it just yeah. all in my mind was like, but I could swear I watched glow on Saturdays as well. But the characters I thought I watched when I looked them up, they were not in Glow, so I don't know what I watched. Mm, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think I think Glow was like a Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night. <clears throat> excuse me. Show. Um, yeah. So but I dude, do it, remember watching regular wrestling, like Fabulous Moolah, and all that stuff. Who I thought was in Glow, and she's not. She was WWF or WCW or whatever. Yeah, some of her outfit could have been though. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, dude, so how did you find out about WrestleMania? I mean, how could you not have known about WrestleMania? It was everywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's some of the stuff. Like, like I want. I mean, this could. This is so crazy, right? Because I mean, this could obviously be like anybody who knows me personally knows I'm a huge wrestling mark. You know, we talked about that. Uh, like, like Ryan Loco and I, the photographer, like we're always like Instagramming back and forth. You know, this could be like a two-hour deep dive, which we're not gonna do. Um, but we say like that now, we say that now. Yeah, Sasha's going like, don't you dare. um how but like i i i want to paint i think context for people super super important even like ourselves to go back like Mm -hmm. so uh, so i think one thing first i i like i rewatched it yesterday oh um it's awful really oh it's so bad dude oh i did not rewatch it (laughs) even even by pro wrestling standards it's it's really funny um and so i jumped uh, I jumped and watched WrestleMania two. I skimmed WrestleMania two okay, okay. on the Peacock Network, and I was like, "Okay, this started to really look like the mm. shape of what WrestleMania, um, you know, is today." Being, but I remember like loving it. It was like we were so excited. It was crazy. Uh, it, was, it was. But I'm watching all that stuff. I outside of so you know so today, um, you know both. WWE and and just a pro wrestling and WrestleMania is a a stalwart of pop culture. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's no longer like weird, uncool, or the general like oh, it's like you watch that fake stuff. Like like that's such a cliched own. I mean, there may legitimately be a well. I mean, we we may end up with two presidents in the last twenty years or in 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 the next twenty years who have been on Monday Night Raw. And that's the only thing that I'm going to say about about politics. I don't want to talk about that here. I would vote but, for Rock tomorrow. Uh, right. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just so saying. It's just. It's no questions asked. It's so. It's so over. And so, just a general part of you know, ESPN has a segment. I mean, they just signed. I mean, the WWE has the two biggest B's that you can think of, and the B's stand for billion. They have mm-hmm. two different billion dollar deals with two networks two yeah, opposing yeah. networks right now uh their partnership with peacock for their streaming network and their friday night smackdown show on mm-hmm. fox wrestlemania is an annual event it's almost a week long it's usually in an outdoor stadium eighty thousand people millions of pay-per-view buys um that was not always a thing and right. and you know wrestlemania is usually always like highlight of the year top to bottom um you know, there's always a, a a miss creatively, if you want to call it that, but but by and large, but yeah, it's so dude, watching the first WrestleMania, um, 
What Probably was, the f- what was the different? Like what was so different? So the first six matches, yeah, were like garbage matches. Like, like who were they? Uh, like if you ever want to see Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who was one of my favorites yeah. as a kid, wrestle Matt Bourne. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could actually. I'm just like okay. I. I didn't remember. I'm like yeah. this is gar. These are filler. Like yeah. uh, the first match was Tito Santana, who again was big star of the '80s wrestling a dude called the executioner that looked like he was in a spider-man mask it it I was vaguely remember that it really seemed like a any other uh you know the monthly card at madison square garden okay. or a show on usa network until yeah the break there's a there's a little break before the main event Okay. And so. that's when we get like our celebrities come down. And the main event is Mr. T and Hulk Hogan right, versus right, right. Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. And that's where we start to get, you know, Muhammad that's Ali. Where the spectacle comes in. Yes. But okay. so, so from match like nine until like two, mm-hmm. um, or, or I should say three, because the second, the second to last match was, um, Fabulous Moolah versus Wendy Richter with yes, Cindy Lauper. And that I was also that. the that big. That was where it kind of started. Well, that was the big thing. It's like the Goonies were out. All that stuff was going on. They were always on TV. They were on MTV. Because what was the one that happened? Was it the fall the, Christmas time? It was the, like Iron Sheik and Hogan was like the precursor to WrestleMania, right? Did he break the camel clutch or something? So you're. you're, you're I'm talking mixing things like, up. It's been a long time. There, well, there, there is, there was the war to settle the score thing. So, like, okay, I, w- I want to set the stage a little bit here. Um, for those unfamiliar, um, up until the very early '80s, um, professional wrestling was a regional business. There was about, there was probably about twelve promotions. Um, there was no McDonald's of professional wrestling. There was several quote unquote world champions. If you lived in Texas, the guys that you saw were totally different than mm-hmm. the guys that you saw in Florida, the guys that you saw in New York, right. even the guys that we saw in Denver. We were part of it in, in a promotion that was called the AWA out of Minnesota. And so it's circuit. And then what would happen, which was interesting, is a guy like, like Hulk Hogan originally did a stint in New York in like 79 to 81 as a a quote unquote heel as a bad guy Mm. he ran his four-month circuit there and then when he was done he would go to a new uh, what they would call territory like he'd go to new a new place um which would be the aw you know was the awa we never saw him hulk hogan like did he have his own character or is it like it was now we're like no they had their all their own they had all their own stuff so they they were like own their own character right now it's the wwe's ip it's yep So, dude, the thing the thing about Hulk Hogan that a lot of folks are don't really remember is like like Hulkamania, yeah. like that actually started. That did not start in the WWE. No, he was doing that when he came with that. That started. They they turned him uh, a good guy, a baby face, as they say in the business in in the AWA in that mm. Denver circuit. Like I I remember okay. watching that on TV. There was like. Uh, a, a, like a weightlifting contest and like a wrestler like Mr. Saito that was like Japanese, like grabbed, pulled his uh, Hogan had like a cross that he wore and, and it cut him. Okay. He ripped it off his chest and it cut him. And that was like the quote unquote face turn. And so, yeah, he was working that in the territory um, in the early eighties. WWF at the time, it was owned by Vince McMahon, senior Vince McMahon, junior bought it. 
And okay. he was smart enough to see that with cable, the, the rise of cable television. And that's why this will be fun to talk about too. Cause it really, in a weird way, like it ties yeah. to our business um, is like, basically he thought like, Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter who's at your local arena in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. If you see my wrestlers on television, that's who you think wrestling's going to be. Of course. And he just took that principle yeah. and sort of kind of blew it up. The other thing that ties into this, um, and that's what you were talking about, was like the precursor to this, Sean, is MTV. Yes. There was there were two events. And so, again, see, that's where I think I found out about this so, stuff was right? back when MTV played videos. I remember like wrestling was all over MTV, but like and I had cable and I had MTV, but I was like, I, I don't have pay-per-view. I can't get pay-per-view or I could. And my dad said no, but that's what it was. It was I was in high school and it was MTV is where I found out about it. Oh yeah, and so that's really where the whole the whole push to WrestleMania sort of mm-hmm. sort of seated. And again, so if you're under thirty, definitely if you're under twenty five, again, some context. This is the best and this is the best analogy I can make. I want to see what you what you uh, think of this. If, if you think this is accurate, John. Okay. Um, so if you're under twenty five, um, you you have to understand. At, in the 80s, MTV is not where, you know, you watched um, 16 and Pregnant or Ridiculous. Um, or Teen uh, Wolf, the best Teen Wolf ever. Yeah, which is, which Sorry, is gone Michael now. Fox, um, but I loved that show. Or uh, rid- Ridiculousness, which, like, remember when Rob Dietrich oh, yeah. was just a writer for DC? Um, yeah. <laughs> but it... it yeah. It was, was it was yeah. not just like another, it was mm-hmm. another network. The biggest yeah. analogy I could make is it was kind of from a phenomenon standpoint, it was the TikTok of its generation. Yeah. It you would was, go home and I would do homework in front of MTV. Right. It was super youth culture. It was super mm-hmm. driven for young people. If like, you know, a 45 year old dude trying to be cool, listening to MTV, you know, I, I know what the kids are like. Nope. That was, and it, it was that. It was um, also short form content. It was music videos stuff. Was and it was so long. It was two minutes long. And it was that omnipresent like that. That's the bet of where it and, and kind of out of, you know, and kind they would of out put of shorts in between the videos, like animated shorts, different things. Sure. So it was always short form content. So, um, you all, then you also had the, the tie in with, like Cindy Lauper, mm-hmm. um, like the pop singer who, Which, again, where contact did that come from. How did girls just want to have fun? And Captain Lou Albano and Cindy Lauper. Story. I, 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 I guess the story is like they were on a plane together. Oh, stop! Come on. <laughs> that, I, like, like I know, like me and Cindy are chilling, but like, no, the le- <laughs> legend has it, if you will, that they were they were on a freaking plane together, and she was like, oh, like you know, I mean, the dude's got rubber bands on his face. Uh, He's probably pretty unusual and she was like however they they got to talk in and That's asked funny. him to be in her video he yeah. famously played her dad yeah yeah, yeah. um so again if you cindy lopper's a huge artist in the 80s um this record which i think came out in 83 called she's so unusual it was huge. six six top 10 hits yeah um Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which is the music video that Captain Lou Albano, who was a pro wrestling manager, was in, did like. And that's where I think I sell. found it. It was watching those videos because all the wrestlers were in the videos and they were doing it. It was it was basically the way back in the 80s, kids cartoons were just commercials for toys. Right. Like, I mean, Cindy Lauper's 
songs with the wrestlers were just commercials for WrestleMania. So they booked, um, they booked two events. Um, okay. The first thing was called uh, the Brawl to End It All, which was in July of '84. Okay. Um, Is that the one I'm thinking of with the Iron Sheik and the Camel Clutch thing, or no? That that I think that was pretty. That was just a TV match. That was just right. how WrestleMania. But it was a big deal because what, he like broke that hold and won the match or something. Right. That's how like Hogan won the WWF title. That was like January '84. Like that's yeah, when they yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. started. That's when they kind of started. So this is like, so this is like six months later. Um, okay. And this is that's really... what I remember going, Dad. I want to watch WrestleMania after that. And he was like, No. <laughs> Now so he'd that, be like the first one to be like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's mellowed so much in so much. Yeah, dude. So there was kind of like um, the the precursor to crossing over. You know, yeah. now they refer to it as sports entertainment and they're pulling mm -hmm. all these different people here and there. Um, and so well, that. Let's talk about that for one second, because I know they call it sports entertainment. I just watched the most current wrestling. And I mean, again, I didn't watch the other one. But dude, I will tell you from watching that. I understand that like, you know they're doing it and it's entertainment, but I don't know how they do that stuff without killing each other. Like, yeah, it's really That's, impressive, I mean, dude. Like, I mean, I'm watching it. Like, I'm like, how are they doing these moves? How is that guy not dead? How did he just fly right. off the top rope with that guy on his shoulders and not kill him when he landed? So I understand it's entertainment. I understand whatever, but like, holy cow, how do they pull that stuff off without killing each other? That's all. Well, no, man, but I think that's the point. You know, there was uh, whenever that happened in like the early 90s or whatever, then they finally, you know, mm -hmm. to avoid the athletic commissions, like publicly admitted that it was predetermined. You know, wait, all wait, the old timers. Wait, 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 hold on. What do you say? What do you mean? The athletic commission's predetermined? What is that? I don't know anything about this. Oh, so this is a bit. Um, I mean, you don't remember there was a bit, just because yeah, this is all know, over the that, news. So I thought it was just like it just it came out, not that it was like no, to, dude, to do something about like is it to no taxes? Vince McMahon? Like, what, what was during the steroid trials of the early? Remember where he was like yeah. on the cusp of getting federally indicted? Like yes, 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 and yes, the whole yes. thing almost. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Right, right, yeah, almost, almost crumbled oh, at, yeah. at that point. Um, and then also to, um, because that's to when it becomes to, entertainment, not a sport. So they, to tie, oh God, well, yeah. to, to tie to Sasha's favorite sport, boxing, um, mm -hmm. or that she was saying they watched growing up. I, I should correct myself, but they pro wrestling was regulated by the athletic commissions, even though it was a pre-scripted. Ah, gotcha, so gotcha. in a little bit, like they, he, it, it came out and, you know, they admitted that it is predetermined, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And all, you know, all the old timers and people oh. in the industry were like, oh, you know, you just you just killed the business because you told everybody what they nope. already knew. <laughs> um, uh, and it, it's it's proven with all the, you know, oodles yeah. of money that people are making to be to be quite the opposite, kind of like yeah. right to your point, just that the the spectacle and the, the impressiveness of what they do athletically and, and especially just, it boggles my mind that they can yeah. do that stuff. And these are big dudes. These aren't like little guys and little women that are like five foot one that are like, you know, while these are gigantic human beings hurling themselves through the air with another gigantic human being on top of them. Well, yeah. Like, dude, if you saw at WrestleMania, the, the Friday night main event, uh, yeah, I mean, Bianca Belair, who's the SmackDown chick, yeah. who's the, just a 
gifted physical specimen. Yeah. Um, she was a great track athlete at, I think, was she at Tennessee maybe? But like, I mean, she's phenomenally like carrying Sasha Banks up the stairs yeah. as she's like pressing her over. I'm like, how? Um, <laughs> so she did, uh, this, this woman did CrossFit for, uh, mm -hmm. was a CrossFit competitor before she got into WWE. Just, just so talented, super, super athletically gifted. Um, so yeah, that, I think you have, you kind of have that going. Um, we also, the, the, I, then I assume from the first one, it didn't have that. Holy cow. The pyro in the latest one. I mean, that was like, <laughs> Oh my God. They were like, we haven't done this in a year. We're spending all the money right. on pyro. It well, was awesome. That's a great, I mean, that's a great point though, John, again, where, uh, I realized like, Oh, you know, it's 85 and it's the first one. It wasn't as evolved, but it was, you know, wrestling used to be kind of like a gross, dirty dungeon, yeah. you know, garbage on the you know sticky film on the concrete floor cigars and beers and you don't take kids to it mm -hmm. and, and that was um they they made it, it family. absolutely but the yeah. early part of the original wrestlemania card i mean there was no um the most the most puppet circumstance which i was dying laughing is they had me and gene okerlund sing the national anthem how bad was that it was not good. It was not good. I was, but by the next year, it was Ray Charles. Oh, okay. okay. You know, and then well, so WrestleMania 3 was Aretha too. Franklin. Yeah, like, so, I mean, I will also say that I think the first WrestleMania was the first time I even kind of learned what pay-per-view was. Like, I mean, I had cable and I had that, and I was like, wait, what's pay-per-view? How do we get this? Like, was it was... Not that it was a test case, but it was one of the things that really said, hey, pay-per-view works, right? So you might've had, so at, at the time of WrestleMania, I think there was only, there was like 6,000 people in the country that had pay-per-view because you were okay. in the Northeast. You might have had that option. Yeah, we did. We yeah. saw it, which most people did. We saw it on what was called closed circuit. Oh, so you you went you to an that? arena to watch it. Sure. We yeah. did. Yeah, dude. Which okay. was pre-pay-per-view. So what you would have is, you would have arenas or or theaters. That's how even like, dude, my my like even even if it's in New York, you know, my my dad saw the thriller in Manila in um yeah. a closed circuit. Um, I think in a theater in New York. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that was on his radar. So he understood it was like, Oh yeah, okay, cool. I know how this works. So yeah, we went to McNichols Arena in Denver. I okay, you watched the like, Jumbotron. Yep, they rolled okay. it. Yeah, and so, and that's how most of the country um Nope, I watched Bill's living room with his Dude, dad and, and our friend Chris. The four of us watched awesome. WrestleMania in his house. Yeah. You're very, uh, yeah. The, so the first like widely distributed WrestleMania on on, on pay per view, uh, wider than that was WrestleMania three. Oh, was really? So it took two years. Hogan, to be big. Was, okay. was Hogan versus Andre? Well, I don't think it was as much. Um, no, it was about the cable infrastructure, probably. Right? It, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, about yeah. pay per view its, itself right, right. expanding. No, um, see, I always thought like, to me, I guess then that was, you know, being in the Northeast and like, having cable, then it was just like, you just had that. And like, so now it's like, well, of course it's on pay-per-view, you know, it's just expected. Like, I just, I had no idea that you guys didn't have it on pay-per-view that you went, although it might've been cooler to watch it in an arena with like 
thousands other people, of fans. I mean, it, I mean, there was four of us, and it was fun, but I'm like, it must have been awesome in an arena. Oh, dude, I'm I'm nine years old, and I'm not even yeah. ten at the time yet. Like, yeah, that's I'm, pretty. I'm, that's I'm, pretty I'm, legit. Shout out to your dad. That's yeah, pretty legit, dude. dude. Yeah, it, no, it felt. I mean, it was the next best thing to being there because you're watching it with other people. I mean, I yeah. remember, of course, everybody losing. Um, that's that's what man, music licensing always gets you. Like if you watch it, so the other thing, if you watch it on the network, uh, yeah. on Peacock now, um, Hogan's, you know, real American music is mm -hmm. piped in as his entrance. Right, right, right. That was not his entrance, dude. Because oh, for the, yes, yes, yes. and you're going to remember this if, if you notice as I say it for the first two years, um, cause that song came out on the run up to WrestleMania two, he came out to fricking survivors rocky eye of the tiger that's right dun, that's right that's dun. right and so yeah. i mean that was like it, it was you know there's probably i mean god i'm 10 so there probably was 200 people there but it felt like 5,000. like oh, i don't yeah. know it felt like there was well, a, I, I mean mcnichols was full dude and when that music hit everybody went like the pop was unbelievable match once like a regular Saturday night thing in Madison Square Garden. Wow. So dude. my buddy Joe and I worked at this one agency and one of the account guys of the agency, his wife was maybe still is, I have no idea, was like the head of like customer service for, you know, the WW, I think E at the time. It was right after they got huh. the F out and they were the WWE at that point. That was one of the best right. marketing campaigns. But anyway, um he was like, oh you guys like wrestling? Like my wife can get you tickets. So we're like I'll take free tickets to, so he got his tickets to like a Saturday at Madison square garden. We were on the floor, probably 10 wow. rows back. So we get in there and like, there's all folding chairs. We're like, Oh wow, this is legit. Like we're on the floor folding chairs guy in front of us has like some wrestler painted on the back of his denim jacket. And I'm like, okay, this is hardcore. This is way beyond me. These people are wrestling fans. Freaking starts. Everybody stands up on their folding chair. Joe and I look at each other. We're like, well, I guess we're going to spend the next three hours standing on folding <laughs> chairs because you can't see anything. So we stood up on our folding chairs for the next like two and a half hours. And like, I will say it was awesome and not so awesome seeing it live because like, you know, it's the production is so tight and the cutaways and the camera angles and the things and that, you know, when you're there, like they're far away, you can kind of see what's happening. And I'm not saying like you could see that they were missing each other. It's like, no, I just, I had to look over everybody's head. I couldn't right. see. And like, you know, the backstage action when it's on your TV, it's right there here. It's like on the jumbotron. I got to look over there. So like, I, I will say as a casual wrestling fan, I enjoy the experience of watching it on TV more than I did live, even though it was awesome to see it live once. Sure. It's not something I'd be like, dude, I got to go back again. Although now that spectacle that they did down in Florida looked pretty freaking awesome a couple weeks ago. So it might, I might, I might be like, okay, maybe that's a little different. Yeah. The know? WrestleMania, WrestleMania itself, yeah. but, but dude, like a, like a lot of things. Wait, did you um, ever see one live then? Or that was the only time. Did you ever go to a live like wrestle? Mania yeah, uh, I mean, not a, not a WrestleMania or pay per view, no, but okay. a couple. Like we've yeah. gone, we've gone a couple times when um, Raw and SmackDown have come to Omaha. Okay, um, I went, I went to. I think you took Sophia. She was really into wrestling. Yeah, dude, she was a huge. Um, it, it, I mean, absolutely, we'd watch all her stuff That's together. Awesome. Um, That's awesome. She had her CM Punk T shirt when we went. Of course, <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's. Uh, pretty crazy i think i went i think when i was like 14 or something like that also i got um my my cousin's husband got us uh 
shout out if Val's listening in Brooklyn, because I'm sure she is. What else does she have to do? Um, but he got me and my my other cousin, who's three weeks older than me, we got his tickets to go to an AWA show oh, in cool, person. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to see like a very, very young Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. Um, when he was coming up, he was he was in a, a tag team called uh, the Midnight Rockers that would later become oh, the Rockers in okay. WWF mm-hmm. uh, before his giant run. But um, very cool. So, dude, I want to ask you though about yeah. the first WrestleMania in being in. Um, I mean, I know it's not like you grew up, you know, in Manhattan, but no, being not. in New York um, because it was so it was so New York centric of the, the buzz of the first, like, cause it's like, like Liberace like came out and saying something, mm-hmm. Billy mm-hmm. Martin was a guest. Like, do you remember it really, really being like just all over, uh, you know, I the- do. I mean, I think it was all over, like, especially advertising and stuff. We were seeing it, you know, and like I said, I saw it on MTV. So I, you know, I don't know. I think also there were a lot of ads for the pay-per-view event, which now that, you know, you're saying that like, probably that was the biggest thing, but also because I guess we could get pay-per-view in. So I honestly remember the push being to buy the pay-per-view less than like get tickets and go see it. If that makes any sense. No, sure. But dude, you got to think about, I mean, they, they ran, I mean, they ran closed circuit in every major market in America. So they're still pushing tickets. Yeah. That's, but that's Um, what I remember, but it wasn't like, I don't remember like, Hey, get tickets and come to, you know, see the show live. It was like the pay-per-view event is happening. It's sold out. It's going to be the biggest thing, you know? And that's what I, that's what I really remember. And I remember really wanting to see it. My friends especially wanted to see it. So it was like, it was like a big deal that like, I remember we went to my friend's house, we were eating beforehand. It was like waiting for it to happen. You know, it was like super cool. So dude, I want to throw some numbers at you. Okay. And I want to talk about these and put, put these in perspective. All right. Um, so you didn't tell me there'd be math in this podcast. It's it's really I did all the hard math last night. Okay, I okay. literally was I, like, oh I was Jesus, I, have to con- I was not prepared for math. I was like, oh God, I got to convert Nielsen's again. Son of a, uh, what's the math? What year okay. was it? Okay. Um, so that um, brawl to end it all. Okay. Got like like a thirteen Nielsen rating for MTV. Oh. Okay. In thirteen point oh and like eighty four. That's was nine million viewers. Yeah, and thirteen's high. That's great. Less at the time. Let's also set a precedent. How many TV networks are there? Well, at I was gonna say three. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. It's cable, dude. So a ton. But you, but you, you have to think about. So at the time, I think uh, just north of forty percent of the TVs the households that had TVs had access to cable. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You're right. It was not what it is today. um, No. Or so at at its peak, which was somewhere in the early two thousands, you had like, you know, there's somebody in the comments right now, like, no, that's not what it was. It was this. And they're typing away. So go ahead, correct us all. Our math is wrong. But uh, Dan knows his shit, guys. I mean, I did saying. a little, I did a little research. Okay. I read a few, I read a few things more than just, like, oh well, yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I, I'm sure I butchered monthly, something. I have every back issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but those things like, you know, when you start putting those pieces into perspective uh, on, like 
how big this was. Like, oh, yeah. again, like numbers wise, Cindy Lauper is probably somewhere between Cardi B and Beyonce in terms of numbers at the time that she's doing. Yeah, she was enormous. So you're putting these. um, Also, you know, this is the most mind blowing number. Um, Hogan's tag team partner is Mr. T, who's on one of the biggest shows on television at the time, the A team. You know what the A team was doing at that time no like 31 million viewers oh my god well if you think about it like, now that's network so yeah, yeah, yeah. to your True, point john think about this for one second like you know nowadays we don't we don't even blink about omni-channel multi-channel marketing campaigns and stuff like that but back then it was like the Goonies movie was out and this song was in the Goonies that she was doing. Cindy Lauper was doing it. So there was a video for it. It had wrestlers in it. They're doing like, this was like, it, it was your typical kind of like omni-channel kind of, but again, if I'm using the terms wrong, go ahead and blow me up in the comments. But you know what I'm saying? It was like, everything was tied together from a marketing perspective to make them all rise up, you know? And I feel like the 80s and and this was even some of the first spots that you started, Mm -hmm. you started to see that and you started to see like, like a change in. So just to give you some perspective, again, I pulled, I I guess, again, this would be something in the comment section because it's technically not a comedy, I guess, depending on how you look at it, but um, you know, and again, we're showing. I'm saying this to show the difference of the TV landscape, just to show the level of like quote unquote celebrity that they were pulling in. Yeah. Um, Big Bang Theory is of, I know it's off the air now, but of the most recent years is like huge hit. Huge hit. Uh, you know what it pulled in its best year? No. 20 million. Wow. So the A team is getting, got. 30% more than that. And and well, so, but it's also because, you know, there wasn't anything else to watch. Of course, I totally, mean. totally different, at, to, totally different atmosphere only noted to show in the, again, the level of, you know, celebrities. I mean, the thing now, you know, I probably, I guess you would do the equivalent. You would want to pull somebody's like social imprint. Yeah, to exactly. sort of That's see what, what, what their footprint. But, well, it's like with movies that are like they do terrible, and then on DVD, it's like oh, we made a billion dollars afterwards. You're like, okay, you know. I do think though, you know, the A team really though. I think the reason people watched every week is because every episode was so different. It was always a unique experience. It wasn't at all like they followed the exact same plot formula every week. That was sarcasm. The A team was terrible. I'm laughing because I'm going like. Did you watch a different show than yeah, I was like, okay, okay. That's yeah, the A team uh, was terrible, but holy cow, I had no idea it was pulling in those kind of numbers. Um, I mean, dude, which I think it which routinely put it at like six or uh I think so it got it was as like high as right four. behind Manimal. Um no, I was probably a little bit probably a little bit ahead a little of that. Than Manimal? <laughs> a little higher than that. Um okay. maybe somewhere around um oh god, Max is gonna kill me. Um because I uh that yeah, show's gone. Had it on the tip tip of my tongue uh, that we've talked about many times. Um, no, dude, but it's so this really pulled in. Yeah, um, they built the show around 
this like celebrity crossover stuff. Yeah, yeah and that makes sense. Pro wrestling had not really, you had mm. a cup, if, if anything, you know, you would have something where like, you know, Joe Frazier was a, a special guest referee you'd have, yeah, yeah. But, but, but they kind of were tangentially athletic yes. or a boxer or something. It wasn't, yeah. you're right. That was the first time where it was like someone that was completely unrelated to wrestling yeah. was coming in and doing something. Yeah. I mean, dude, so <laughs> the second I told you I was skimming through the second WrestleMania, mm-hmm. um, I had to remember who this was. Uh, the guest commentator with with Vince McMahon for the yeah. whole show was an actress named Susan St. James. From like Charlie's Angels or something? I th- or? so I she was no. she was like the I mom. She was like the mom on an 80s sitcom called Kate, Kate and Alley. Kate and Alley, yes, yes, yes. And I What's guess her name she from Saturday Night Live was the other one. Jane Curtin. Jane yeah. Curtin. Yes. I guess she was a huge star also in the 70s because my parents were like, oh, that's so and so from but, but I think her husband was a sports commentator. She she called. Right? I mean, yeah, her husband was somebody who was a sports guy. It could be. I thought her husband was an actor, but I'm Maybe. not. Like I don't know. Um, all right, all right. Total side note: At one point, I had her um, Mac Duo in my library of old computers. I, I worked at an IT place at one point back in the dot com boom, and we were building okay. websites and doing stuff, and like they did IT on the side, and they had all these computers and. I, now that you say Susan St. James, I was like, whose old Mac duo is this? You know, the gray laptop with the ball yeah. and the, like, they're, they're like, that's Susan St. James's. I'm like, can I have this? It's like, they're like, yeah, it's garbage. You can have it. So I used to have her laptop. Like you could tell again, as I'm sc- <laughs> scrolling through, dude, like WrestleMania two is like 86 and were they just figuring the- out the formula by then. Did you notice that it was like, were they still like building on it or were they, they, they were, like, they were, were still doing it? They were still building with that. So, so WrestleMania two was like, um, again, pretty progressive was simulcast. Um, Mm -hmm. it's probably pre studio six, Sash, uh, which is uh, a backend software that we've all spent a lot of the past couple of months dealing with. Um, they simulcast from three locations. There was a show in LA Okay. All at the same time, a show in Chicago, okay. four matches in LA, four matches in Chicago, four matches at Madison Square Garden. And oh, by okay. that time, I mean, you could tell it had become um, yeah. like the it thing to do. Like Ozzy Osbourne was in like the the, um, yeah, the corner of, of the British Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah um, and he was in the Hall of Fame this time. They just inducted him. And I wondered why. And then yeah. I flipped back through and I saw um, you had a. Let's also, for I think for people listening now, though, Dan, the idea of it being simulcast in three locations is not a big deal because we're all on. Look at us. I mean, this is like you're in Omaha, right, New right. York, on this. There wasn't any internet at this point. Like that was a satellite uplink, television studio stuff. This wasn't like they logged on, they put in a high res camera, and they went to town. This was that yeah. was hard to pull off. Right. There's no stream yard. Like yeah, this is all. I mean, huge satellite trucks up. Um, yeah, like a, a very, a very, very, very ambitious That's impressive. thing to pull off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was full on, like it had become the it thing to do. Yeah. Um, so then by three, that was the one that really was kind of, maybe would you say, was that with the tipping point that was really like, okay, we got this, like, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. I think that's cause they would say like, 
like that was Hulk Hogan and Andre the mm-hmm. Giant, the mm-hmm. Pontiac Silverdome, right. the like eighty thousand or sixty eight, depending on which records you like mm-hmm. depend on. But yeah, that was kind of, and then that was their first like. I guess you would call it national then like that mm-hmm. was the first WrestleMania that was on pay-per-view everywhere. And because also was cable hugely had successful. proliferated enough that it was in a much more amount of households than it was two years before that. Right. Yeah. And that with, within the cable universe, mm-hmm. pay-per-view had started yeah. like evolving further and further as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So that was, that was, it was really, you had really a call interesting up and order pay-per-view and give them like your, your account number and stuff. It wasn't like, you, you know what I mean? You had to pre-order it. You had to call up and order it and then, you know, turn it on and then it would unscramble. It wasn't like, you know, it and wasn't just there. Dude, again, just so archaic, right? Um, they'd give you like heads up warnings. You had to order it before a certain day because yes. you couldn't call on the weekends. There was mm-hmm. nobody there no, to actually take your order. That's right. Day of, you could not get it. If you, you could didn't not, order it by yeah. like six o'clock on Friday night, you had to go watch it somewhere else. And it also, it wasn't in, I don't think it was big enough. Like, was it, I mean, I was in high school, so I don't know. Was it in bars too? The way you'd go to a bar and watch the boxing match if you're over 21, like, I wonder if it was in bars then or probably not. I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't know that's interesting. I mean, I yeah, I'm I'm we not were sure kids, either. So we wouldn't know. I mean Yeah. And with it changing to be more like these like big cartoon characters, you know, yeah, that are that are themed to kids. Like I don't yeah. yeah, I don't know if if uh, you know how bars would feel about Yeah. It's not that. like, you know, an MMA fight or a boxing match or something on a Saturday. Yeah, I mean, probably now. Like, now I do know there are, like, wrestling bars. Oh, 100%. And, places and, yeah, and, and well, and because whatnot, kids that like, grew up on it are now old enough to drink, so. Yeah. <laughs> and they have disposable income to go to a go to a bar. But, yeah, no, I mean, that was – it was – I mean, it was definitely interesting to watch, you know, this year's production because I'd also forgotten – because I haven't watched a lot of wrestling, you know, the level of production they go through now, you know, because I have memories of it just always being a big spectacle, you know, in my mind, it's like, yeah, of course, it's always like this. So now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Yeah, it's it's amazing, dude. There's no like, it just starts like the weekly TV show. Like I was shocked that there was no even, there's no bumper. No, dude, there's no bumper. There's no bumper. There's a cry on. I'll call it that too, because it's that old. There's a like, that's just the like Madison Square Garden. It's the same font. It's It's the same graphical setup that they use. As the weekly thing. It was on the USA Network. There was no, I mean, it, it, even WrestleMania two had a really, you know, dated like graphic. Mm-hmm. Whereas okay. WrestleMania two and the two shakes and it moves. Um, no, man, the first that was hard one to do back was then. Just man. Like, Don't make fun. Yeah, that was hours of work. Yeah, man. No. Don't make fun. Um, Got to have a Quantel paint box to do that kind of thing. Come on, man. Yeah, so uh, it's it's definitely one of those things. I mean, I I haven't looked at it in. 30 years, you know, I know the last two episodes you've been like, Oh, have you gone back and looked at clerics? Have you this and that? Um, This was just, it was not good, dude. Uh, It was just, (laughs) it was not, I mean, even by any standards, um, it was incredibly groundbreaking and like really important, but not from Um, a production standpoint. (laughs) No, or from a pro wrestling standpoint, there is a couple. Okay. Matches, I suppose. So here's the thing. Let's take the context now and say, all right, get rid of the undercard. 
if it was just was the last three matches though enough of a spectacle you know what i mean like um it was it you would you would say like okay this is solid yeah. It's 1985. They're still they're they very much haven't quite figured out what they're gonna, you know. But was it extra? Was it like did the last three matches feel like more than just a regular Saturday night? I would say not, not Ooh. really. Other than um, they were get, good. You're gonna get eviscerated in the comments. They were good <laughs> matches, but like you know, it was. It also was very um, not integrated. Okay. Um, okay. But they figured it again. It, it, and it's, it's amazing in 12 months, they figured it out. Like I said, matches one or, you know, opening match up through the card up through like match three felt like it could have been any night at Madison square garden between okay. 77 and, and 83. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, a brick wall, mm-hmm. it stops and there's just like this cavalcade of like, mm-hmm. um, like before the main event, uh, you know, there's like a 10 minute pause that is, it, in retrospect is like, wait, what? Like Liberace was the timekeeper and, but he came out with the Rockettes and for like 10 minutes, like, what is it? Like, it just, it was so. And like what they could have lopped off the whole front part of it. Oh, sorry. I hit the mic. Um, and like, it's, you know what I mean? It was like, it was like a different show is what, what it sounds like you're saying. It, yeah, it, it was very, yes, it was, it was not very blended. And what's fascinating is that again, just even from a production standpoint is that by WrestleMania two, by the next year, mm-hmm. they had figured out like blueprints that you see now. Yeah. Okay. Where Ozzy Osbourne is, other mm-hmm. than they're all English, but he's, you know, he's he's in the corner of the British Bulldogs. Of he's course. coming to the ring with them. They have all these celebrities commentating. The ring announcer are um, and that's doing Ozzie it for the back, whole time. That's also Ozzy back, metal Ozzy, before, uh, like, right. living with the Osbournes. And he's like, oh, my dad, Sharon, where's my house? You know what I mean? Like, no, that was when he like, was, like, biting the heads off bats. I was going to say, this is, like, probably yeah. three years past, like, uh, yeah, you know, this bark is at the Ozzie moon, was, biting on the heads. Ozzy like, was dangerous, yeah. not, like... You know, walking around like in slippers in the yeah. house with the kids. Yeah. Like I was not allowed to have Ozzy Osbourne records at the time he was doing this, even yeah. though I'm like, but he's with the British Bulldogs. Is that like, no? it's wholesome? <laughs> yeah. My parents are like, no. Yeah. Uh, so, so there was a lot more of that. They brought out Tommy Lasorda in LA, who's the manager okay. of the Dodgers, yeah. just to introduce the, the, the main event. But they had, unlike the previous year at WrestleMania, that wasn't the first place that you saw any mm. of these like celeb crossovers, you okay. know, and yeah. you know, now it's just, it's expected. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's so just, it's dude, it's integrated into the product. When yeah. you see, like when you look at what they did this past year with, with bad bunny, mm-hmm. that is fascinating. Yeah. If you're like a marketer or a storyteller um, and you're seeing, I mean, they had, um, no, who's the kid? They had Jake Paul also. Yeah. No, 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 out. Logan Paul, his brother. Logan Paul, excuse, yeah, yeah. Because Jake Paul is the guy that Jake's just the, won the box that actually match. fought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you have people, you know, I, I mean, Bad Bad Bunny trained and had been mm-hmm. on television the last, I think, four or five weeks, like leading mm. up to, um, it had been on WWE's weekly yeah. TV, and then somewhere inside of that WrestleMania, yeah. there's a there's a a promo with him yeah, and yeah, triple yeah, h yeah. for his tour 
Yeah, it makes so much sense. I was actually wondering if he was going to be a musical guest too, because they had was like this one. They had at least two that I saw that I noticed of the walkout musics. The yeah. walk on music were live acts, which another thing, the mix was terrible. Like I couldn't I, between the I couldn't tell. Like the live mix was terrible on the live bands. It was hard at home in the house to hear the lyrics and the music together. That that was my one complaint about the live bands for the walkout music. Oh gosh, and I can't remember who it was. You're talking about who who played like, out Rhea yeah, Ripley, like, like the Met, the yeah. It was like was it New Year New Year's Day? Is that their name? I, I think that's their name. And somebody else. I just I, I thought the mix was bad. I couldn't hear anything. But I also have terrible ears, so who knows? Uh, <laughs> outdoor. They all they also had weather this year too. Oh, so yeah, right. I'm not yeah. surprised. Well, I, like I, I when someone was like, you know, it's an outdoor stadium. I'm like, it is in the pyro. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So they're capitalizing yeah. on the outdoor because you couldn't do that indoors. No, but I thought it was really cool. Like it was, it was, it was a great spectacle. It was a ton of fun. And it kind of like brought me back to my childhood because it was like, I, and I guess now I realize that, you know, I'm looking through this with the nostalgia lens because I remember the first WrestleMania being a massive spectacle. And as I'm hearing from you, it's not, but you know, I was shocked, dude. I was I like, have nostalgia goggles on. <laughs> absolutely. You know, which, which in a way, I guess is. Thanks for ruining is, it for me, Dan. Hey man, that's what we said we do on this, right? I is it Squash's VO? Some's good, some's bad. Yeah. Um, speaking speaking of bad, man. Yeah. Um, and then you know, this might flip. This would be really funny if it does flip, but like I wanna go, I want to go right into the bad next next episode. Oh, yeah. Like, can we do cop rock? Yes, I want to go. Of course we can. Are you gonna watch it? Of course I'm gonna watch it. Okay. Because like, I've I've started. Have you really? You've gone back through. I've watched and... a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have all the episodes and I've watched a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to keep, I'm going to reserve my judgment for that episode. Um, for the record, for our listeners, um, I do want to make this clear. We set out like all 12 subjects in our first season, like in November. Yeah. So just for the record, a, John, John Oliver. Chain. Yes. John Oliver stole from us. We did not steal from him to, to explore cop. Rock. Yeah. We were talking about um, cop rock way before like you, the DVDs all sold out. Thanks, John. That's, Oliver. that's crazy. That is so funny that, but yeah, I really want to explore, but like, there's dude, that's... a lot of disappointed DVD owners right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and then we'll talk about it next time. That's some of the fun of this is, is it is interesting to go back and see what things, cause I remember, you know, but I was like 15 um, when cop rock came out and just being like, it's the, you know, what a, like all the ratings for that show, like, this is a disaster. And like you said, dude, I, I remember, I actually was remembering things from the other WrestleManias like Vince mm. McMahon has a has a very famous like in his uh, a growling like welcome to WrestleMania like that I'm like oh my god I remember sitting with my yeah. dad when he did nope he didn't oh. do that at WrestleMania one that's oh. not where that's from he didn't even start doing it until two and the famous There's call those, is from nostalgia three. goggles right yeah. I was like oh my god um yeah. so yeah that's some of the fun kind of going through this um as as we wrap this out, John, um, yep. anything you want to uh, you want to? No, uh, I mean I'm just excited. On? I'm excited for Cop Rock, and and I'm excited. I like musicals, and and we're going to talk about that, and and I think um, you know it's it's going to be an interesting next episode. That's what I got to say. Yeah. Sasha, I want to I want to ask you before we split out of here. So if you were born in '84, that means you're probably like 
wrestling's not even on your radar till you're probably 10-ish or something. And so you're like in the 90s? In the yeah. 90s? Yeah. I mean, like, so I, as you guys were talking about this, I was like, when did I... Macho ran, Randy Savage was like my dude. So when at like I didn't wasn't watching it like when I was super young, but you know, 10, 11, 12, around that time, I got super into it for like a couple years and then yeah. I grew up, I guess. <laughs> what are you trying what are you trying to say there, dude? Um, uh, well, I have a lot of friends that still watch it though. Too, you so okay. like yeah, yeah. I just I can't. And yeah, no. Randy's like not with us anymore. So like, no, what's the point? <laughs> probably the top five most gifted performers ever. Like, yeah, he was, yeah. What, he was snapping to a slim gym, right? Was yes. His, am I allowed to say that? Are we going to get sued now? Oh. Is that, uh, uh, no, I think you're, I think you're far enough away. Yeah. Okay. What was he had the, he had the, a, a, a woman manager, um, um, Elizabeth, right? Wasn't it just Elizabeth? She didn't have a fancy name. She was just Elizabeth. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Savage had a great career. Uh, actually, was that. a um, top. Who's in the St. Louis Cardinals organization? Um, like he was on track to play really? like pro baseball first, no yeah, kidding. and then oh. topped out at like AAA. His uh, second generation, his dad's a wrestler. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, dude. Oh, I loved. Well, it is a very generational I sport. I loved I mean, the Macho Man. Yeah. No, that was very cool. That was very cool. So, dude, this was a good episode. This was fun. Yeah, the first. Uh, the we'll we'll see how many disappointments. Go back, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I've got uh, where where's she? I have I have Oscar. Like there she is. I mean, she lost in this WrestleMania. I was a little upset by that, but you know, for those of you that are watching on video, I'm showing the uh, the the WWE action figure that I have on my desk. That yeah, I did the, not purchase for this uh, podcast. I just happened to have. You Oscar. actually had that, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Oscar's Oscar's an awesome performer. I yeah, like man. Toys. All of all of, all of this stuff started. I mean, dude, that that could be a whole nother, especially with you know with your background. I mean, um, the foray into toys and stuff that started oh, in the eighties yeah, yeah, with yeah. the WWF. Don't even get me started on the like, toys because that there was a Jack Specific. I think is one of the brands. But, like their toys were always a different size. You could never yep. like could never mix and match or the wrestlers were gigantic i mean i got ginger mahal over here he's gigantic i mean yeah they never fit with the gi joe figures or anything else yeah that's that's a that's a whole different episode if we talk about toys so awesome well sweet uh thanks for joining cool. us this week everybody uh we will be back next month to talk about cop rock cop rock from yep. 1990 um a drama and a musical cops that sing what could possibly from steven bochco a legendary How producer could what could what could possibly go wrong how could it fail it's just money uh, in the bank it right. really is all, all right. right thanks for listening thanks everybody, everybody. Bye. a Huda media production